The best things in life, having incredible relationships, a thriving business, creating a life you love, all come when you're not only willing to invest in yourself, but you're willing to invest in others. And more often than not, it means being vulnerable, which is really hard, especially when it's in a mentoring relationship. And I, I reached out to each of them and said, what can I do for you? These are my sweet spots. I run an Instagram agency. Can I help you with Instagram? Like, that's what I'm good at. Let me give back to you. Now that naturally, because I was giving to them, allowed them to feel not totally depleted. And it made them want to invest more. Again, don't, I wouldn't suggest giving to get, but when you do approach a relationship not only to receive but to also give back whether it's paid or unpaid i think it i think it goes a lot deeper but i think that sweet spot of knowing when it's time to up level and pay for a mentor might be when it's just taking a lot of time from them because you want to honor their time and, and their willingness to invest in you and especially at some point if it's become their career, just honoring the space they've carved out in their day to give to other people might, honoring that might be in the form of paying them. (laughs) Today on the podcast, I'm chatting with Kelsey Chapman, the author of What They Taught Me, all about mentorship. You're listening to The Courage Cast, a show to equip and empower women to live bravely. Each week we'll share coaching conversations and stories of women who are willing to face their fear and pursue their purpose. Here's your host, life coach, author, and your secret weapon. Hello, friend. Welcome to the Courage Cast. My name is Andrew Crisp, and I'm your host, and I'm really thrilled to be back with another guest on the show today. And this is somebody I've really wanted to have on the show for a long time. So if you're tuning in for the very first time because you're a fan of Kelsey's, then I want to welcome you to the show. But if you've been with me for a really long time, thank you for being here today. We've got a fantastic episode all about mentorship, and it's honestly one of the things that I am the most passionate about because the power of mentorship and the people that have mentored me in my life have really shaped me and helped me grow when I need it the most. They were the people that were the sounding boards in my life, the advice givers, the truth tellers, the people that I took adventures with, the people that, you know, spoke like the the biggest secrets of how to do life and shared that with me. And they were also so passionate about their own purpose, which I think was one of the reasons why I realized that purpose was gonna be the lifeblood of my own life. And my very first mentor, who I talk about all the time, Rosanna, has made an indelible imprint on my life. And I was nine years old, she was 14 when we first started that mentoring relationship. And honestly, I don't know where I'd be without her. There have been countless, like seriously, countless mentors since. Some of them have come through the church communities that I've been a part of or the staff of different schools that I have been on. Some of them have just been people that I got to know through other friends. And not only have I been mentored by incredible women because they were literally incredible women, but also some incredible men too. And I don't want to 
miss them because I do want to shut them down because honestly, when you have a man in your life who's willing to mentor you, it makes the biggest difference. So if you've ever wanted a mentor or you wanted to be a mentor or you just really, really desire someone to come alongside of you and guide you through the journey of life, this podcast, this episode is going to be one that you want to listen to all the way through to the end. And I do want to talk a little bit about Kelsey because when I first met her, she was pitching podcast guests to me to be on the show. And of course, like any good sleuth, I was like online stalking her because I was like, who is this girl? And she had like the most amazing business. She is a complete boss. And not only is she a boss, but she has this really incredible community that she's fostered and nurtured and she's fiercely passionate about mentorship and also about teaching people how to run their own business. And Kelsey and I have been able to collaborate a few times now, but when the opportunity came for her to be on the show and to talk about her new book, I absolutely jumped at the chance because friends, this is such a great book, what they taught me. And I'm really excited to introduce you to Kelsey Chapman. Kelsey, thank you so much for being on the Courage Cast today. I have loved your work. I've loved what you've been doing in the world. And to see that you put a book out and in probably one of the hardest times we've ever lived, where we are lacking community, like we're lacking real life community, you're talking about mentorship and about really establishing community. So thank you so much for being here. Oh. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited for this conversation because I know we kind of have the same heartbeat and I can't wait to just talk about it together. I know. Now you've made some big moves in just in the past few months. And you know what? Like I want people to know who you are. So I want you just to tell them like, who are you? (laughs) That's the biggest thing. Um, And maybe something that you're passionate about and who you serve. Yeah. So, you know, I am Kelsey. I got started kind of in this space. I've always been a creative and an adventurer. And I got started in this space about six years ago, just writing. So I think at at heart, I'm a writer. Um, I I never imagined it would turn into a business. I just learned things I enjoyed about the business along the way. And so I, I had always thought, I would graduate college and move overseas. And I did that right after college and got there and was a little bit bored at a village. And so, you know, I wanted to do this impactful work that changed the world. And I got there and I was a little bored. And so I knew I was only going to be there three months. And so I came back and was kind of like, what, what do I do next? And so I started with the one thing I've always loved writing and I got a day job and just wrote and started creating with a friend. And from there, I realized, man, I love to learn. And then I love to teach it to all my friends. (laughs) And so (laughs) I I think, you know, I know I, I immediately went into what I did, but I think that's because it's also woven into who I am. I am a lifelong learner. I'm a creative and I love to share everything I know with my friends because I'm a friends type of girl. I think we'll get into it, but I love people relationally investing in one another, whether it's in their faith journey, their friendship journey, their 
marriage journey, their spiritual journey, their business journey, you name it. I love investment, relational investment, whether that's with peers or mentors. And so that kind of bleeds into everything I do. It's who I am and has turned into what I do. <laughs> you have an accent. Of course, you know, people would say, well, Andrea, you have an accent too. <laughs> but you have that beautiful Southern accent. Where are you from? I am from right outside of Nashville. And we just actually moved back here. So I can't ditch the Tennessee accent. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't I don't know if you know this, but I lived in Memphis for four years. Okay, that's why you're familiar with Nashville. Okay, yes. cool. I love Memphis. Yeah, I live there. And, and my aunt and uncle, they still live in Nashville. In fact, um, my uncle is the voice for Sports Fox uh, for the Predators. Wow. How? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So when I'm there next, we'll have to catch up and have a call. Please. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I really want to dive into your book. You sent it to me and I absolutely loved it. And if anybody who listens to the Courage Cast, they know that I talk all the time about people who have influenced my life or mentored me. So you wrote this book called What They Taught Me. And it's all about the people, the women in your life that have influenced you, whether it was like in a real heavy duty relationship or and you really kind of go into expounding on like what those relationships were like and what you learned from them, whether it was good or bad or <laughs> um, how how it changed the seasons of your life. But I want to know, like, why now? Like, why was this important right now for you to actually put this book out there and really tell those stories? Man, you know, I think there's a mix of of reasons at play there. But more than anything, it's timely. People are lonely. People are isolated. People are craving relational investment, whether it's in the format of peers or mentors. Now in the book, I'm mostly talking about mentors, but as, as I said a minute ago, I'm a friends type of girl. I just love people swapping what they know. What can I tell you? What can you tell me so that we can go further together, not in a transactional way, but in a community driven way. Like one of my favorite phrases is it takes a village. And I think we live in such an individualistic culture over here in the West. Um, but we have so much to learn from more of those community driven cultures. And I've been tremendously impacted by inviting people into my life and it's helped me go further faster and I just want the same for everyone else so I think the timeliness right now in a season of severe isolation and a global pandemic it, it <laughs> was just the perfect time to release it into the world and then practically speaking it's 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 the timeline in which a book comes to life you know it's it's about two to three years and so I think it was really divine to to start writing it at the time I did for it to release now because that's just the nature of the beast in the publishing in industry I I didn't know that it would release in a global pandemic when I started writing it but here we are <laughs> and you talk about some of the people who influenced you and for me it was uh when I was nine years old it was my friend Rosanna who is 14 at the time so there's a five-year age gap between us and like she started out as my babysitter 
And she was the the girl who ended up being like so invested in my life. And she grew up on a farm and I lived in the city. And so she taught me how to cook and how to bake. And we would have the Olympics in our backyard and she would... Uh, put my brother and I in, on the bus in the summertime and we'd go out to the beach and we'd spend the day at the beach when that wasn't like the life that we normally led with my parents, you know, like they were just kind of like, you know, city folks that worked nine to five and we just did regular stuff. And she was like always doing these adventure moments for us. And as it turns out, like she was just hugely pivotal for me moving forward in my life and recognizing my gifts. So I want to know like who in your life was like that person? Who is someone who really recognized in you um you know who you were going to be and tell us a little bit about her. Oh man. Well, I I think I'll start with Emily because similar to you she came into my life when I was young and I think it can be easy for us to disqualify young people from mentorship, but you had a mentor who was 14 years old and she has left a mark on your life. Like what a perfect example. It's never too early to start. And it doesn't mean you have to have the most profound words, just start showing up in someone's life. I mean, that's what it sounds like Rosanna did for you. And so for me, when I was 14, I had a young life leader and, you know, I was not a youth group kid. That was not really my family's <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> and I just craved someone who could kind of help me figure out that faith stuff, but not too, not too much pressure. I wasn't into that, you know, <laughs> and who would be there. I didn't need very specific lessons from her. I needed consistency and I needed her to remind me who I was just like I do at 31. I need people to remind me who I am on the bad days, whether it's who I am as a capable business owner, whether it's who I am as a friend, whether it's who I am as a daughter, you know, we all need those people to point us back to the truth of who we are when the going gets rough and your high school years, man, those are such identity forming years. She was pivotal in me becoming who I am. And I even tell her sometimes, I don't remember a single, single thing you taught me. And she, I think every <laughs> once in a while, she's like, well, man, I worked really hard to teach you things. And it's like, well, I do remember what you taught me, but not the specific nuances. I remember that you were there. I remember that you loved me when I was, you know, a total little brat, like a 14 year old is at mm -hmm. times, you know? And so I, Emily just showed up and she, she told me a story recently of also noticing how people watched her show up in our lives and, and, for her, how, how transformative that was. Like when she took us out for bagels one morning, we met every Tuesday for bagels. And I can't tell you how pivotal that was to just have that consistent spot in my calendar in such a rocky season. I ended up getting to do that with my young life girls down the road. They still talk about it. And mm -hmm. she was like, I had no money. And so at, the, you know, she was a college student. She was 19 yeah. and she was like, I had $2 in my bank account. So I just let y'all order your orders. And I just, you know, sat out for the day. I was like, I'm not hungry. And someone had been watching her mentor us and saw that she was consistently showing up in our lives each and every week and said, and, you know, 
that week, that person happened to step in. They didn't know her bank account was at $2 been there in college as well, (laughs) (laughs) but they were like, Hey, it's on me this week. I've watched you invest in these young girls week after week Mm -hmm. after week. And I want to pick up the tab and it. It's just cool to hear, like, not only was she impacting us, she was being impacted by showing up and people were watching her and they were also being impacted. I think investment just has a lasting effect that we don't even realize is happening. I love how you were talking, well, about showing up, you know, I think that's like the first step, right? Like show up, just be there. Like you don't have to be anything special or any, like, you know, you, you talk about in your book, like you don't have to be qualified to do anything, but I think at the age of like, you know, being a kid all the way through being a teenager, there are those subconscious lessons that maybe you don't remember you are being taught, but it's like so formative to who you become because it becomes ingrained in you, not just like, oh, I remember she said this, but it's like, no, I lived this way. Like it became who I was. Yes. Part of my DNA, which I, I absolutely love. Man, I, I can't echo that enough. I think exactly what you said. It goes into this collective bank of information in your head that you're not exactly sure where you learned it, but it's going in there and those seeds are being planted. And and the tagline of her chapter specifically is investing without a guaranteed return. And I think we all know that we're not sure the investment we're going to reap on anyone and anything, but she kept planting seeds, trusting that you know, that was her job to do and they would be watered and they would, those seeds would blossom and grow at just the right time, maybe. And they did, you know, here we are, what I was six, I was 14 then here we are 17 years later and, and we still go to her with our problems. Mm. You know, maybe it's not every day. Maybe it's, we catch up twice a year or once a quarter, but she's still there. We all know she's a safe place. I think, I think the beauty of a mentor too, is they provide a layer of security for, for others. If I have someone that I can go to and we might not talk all the time, but they're there. And that is just worth its weight in gold. And I think that it's, it's so important, you know, right now that we have people in our lives that are there. And I know that so many people are going through really traumatic stuff right now, whether it's their own personal lives or their business or just pivoting or changing. And, you know, and I think having that safe place with someone and, you know, knowing that um, they're there to kind of be a sounding board is really important. Like, what would you say to someone who right now who feels a bit isolated in their lives and is needing that, but they don't have that? Yeah, I think right now is a really unique season. So I'm going to give you the most practical advice because I'm not sure, you know, where this listener might be. They could be very locked down or very loosely locked down at any given moment listening to this. Yeah. So I'm going to suggest starting online because that's safe no matter where you live at the moment, uh, as long as you have an internet connection, which I assume (laughs) you do if you're listening to this show. Um, But I I really, you know, I have found some of my mentors in the online space and you better believe there's a support group for every walk of life out there. Does it take you getting involved and putting yourself out there? 
Yes, just like you'd show up for a coffee date, you got to show up and meet for a virtual coffee date in a Zoom room. And I, I know that we could all use a little less Zoom in our lives right now, but it is <laughs> it is the landscape we are living in. And I really encourage you to find community in the, in the gaps you have in your life. So maybe you have a gap in, in someone walking you through your spiritual journey, or maybe you have a gap in someone walking you through your business journey. There's a there's a community for that online. Often they're free, but you you can you can find a paid one. Um, but you can find peers and mentors in that space in the online space. Now there's you know plenty of community driven off options in most local cities, but the more rural you get, you get you kind of have some pushback there as well. And so. You know, if, if, if you're looking for local people to invest in you and you're able to get out and about right now, of course, there's maybe a small group you're a part of or a young entrepreneur society or your neighbors. You know, for me, they I, I look around at who is in my inner circle right now or, you know, tier two, tier three, like on the fringes of my community that I might like to learn from and I'll just ask them to meet for coffee or can I take you to dinner and it's a little weird and it's a little awkward but I think the reward is worth the risk and so no matter what it's going to come with you putting yourself out there right now it might be in an online space simply because of the state of the world but when we kind of go back to a normal way of living look at the communities you're already a part of or that you might be interested in joining if you don't have a community and and start there. I I know for myself, like I've done both, you know, in life I've done, you know, whether it's like online or and right now that's basically all I'm really able to do um, in that regard. Like I have personal relationships, but even that is limited because I can't really go anywhere or see people and I'm with my uh, parents who are both just above 70 right now. And so, you know, for me, you know, I can't go out and do anything because my dad's at high risk. So it, it makes things, you know, like for me, it's like I know in order for me to have that kind of community and to have um, investment into others and or into me and especially as a coach, like for myself, I think it's so important that I have someone investing in me because if I am giving out, whether it's like through social media, through my clients, through, you know, just recording a podcast and writing, like that's constant, like output, output, output. If I'm not having input into me, then I'm just like a well, just like being completely depleted. Totally. Yeah. And I think, and I want to kind of get into this because I think it'd be really important for people to hear this. But for me, it's been all about really reaching out and being vulnerable and saying, I do need the support. And I think that's really hard for high achievers, for women who are creative in this space, because they, it's like this perception that we have to have it all together. Like we have to be able to say like, I know how to do this and I'm capable of, you know, all this self-care on my own and I don't need anybody to help, you know? And the, the truth of it is, is if you really do want to move forward in your life, whether it's personally or professionally, you have to have the support. And I know that is like your like 
sweet spot. Um, so tell us a little bit about that. Like, what does that look like personally for you? Um, how have you cultivate, cultivated that in your life? Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm with you. I mean, we, we need to have people investing in us to keep going because it's a bit short-sighted to think, oh, I can carry this all on my own and I can give, give, give all day. That might work for a season, but you're going to wake up as a dry well eventually (laughs) if you totally give, give, give and don't have anyone investing in you. And so I, I think if you're in it to play the long game and you want to be in your kind of expression of what you do with longevity, you need someone investing in you. And so for me, it can feel, it it does feel vulnerable to ask for help still, especially if it's not in a paid role, I'd say the paid roles make it easier because it's very obvious. You pay your fee, you have the person's investment in your life, but when it's, maybe someone you admire in your everyday life or someone you just want to kind of build a relationship with. You don't want to take too much. You don't want to ask too much. So I find myself also asking what I can give back to them. And so just know, I want to, I want to put this out there to begin with. It's vulnerable for anyone and it doesn't matter. You know, the second you up level, you're going to feel that vulnerability all over again. So it's a journey. None of us ever arrive and just getting past that vulnerability when asking someone to invest in us. Um, But I would say in my journey, I've looked around and especially with, with building my business and finding a mentor in that space, because I want to build a a lifestyle with my business. I've looked specifically for mentors who have built a life. I also want because sometimes you find people who are really successful at what you want to learn and grow in, but it's cost them a lot in the other areas of their life. And so for me, I had to assess, do I want quick success? Because there are people who can invest in me to teach me that. Um, And it be very demanding, very rigorous, take everything I've got, or do I want to go a little bit slower so that I can make room for friends around my table, which is a huge value of mine so that I can make room for my family, which is another huge value of mine. Am I willing to grow a bit slower so that I can prioritize those things? So I specifically looked for mentors who also were making room for those things where they were a huge core value. And I found my girls, I always joke, Amber and Ann are stuck with me for life. Um, (laughs) And as much as they teach Mm -hmm. me how to run a business, they model for me how to balance that with life. And they're vulnerable enough to let me into the the harder areas to balance. And I I use this phrase a lot, but they help me shortcut the distance. Instead of me having to learn the long and hard way, they already have. And they're so gracious in sharing that with me. And so I, I hope to do the same as well, whatever it took me the long, hard road of learning, I will, of course, pass that along to someone else so that they can shortcut the distance. But I have really, in my own experience, sought someone that modeled the life I want for me. And I have put myself out there and asked them to step in, whether that's signing up for their program and then giving 
a little extra so that maybe when I ask for a little extra investment, it feels appropriate and not Mm -hmm. too much. Cause I think there's a delicate balance and being the mentee of not being a weirdo. Right. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You know? (laughs) And so, um, you know, that's, that's a bit of my experience and happy to expand in any direction you're curious about. No. Yeah. I, I am interested because you're saying, you know, like there's, there's this kind of like fine balance between like getting a paid mentorship or coach, you know, within, in any field, whether it's business or it's spiritual or it's, you know, I just did, um, a retreat at the beginning of the year and then, and, and then went and had a coaching session with one of the coaches from that uh, retreat. And it was a very personal type of coaching, like very personal. Like I was like, okay, whoa. And <laughs> afterwards, um, I thought to myself, wow, I needed that. Like I, I, I didn't realize even as self-aware as I am and how much work I do and the fact that I am in therapy, I still needed that investment. I needed that person to walk me through that process. And that's different than having someone in my life who's a friend who listens to what I'm telling them. Like there's a difference between like that paid and that free. Can you give us a little bit of like what should people expect if they are like having mentorship from someone who is it they're not paying okay totally yes I have so much to say here so I think I mean I even a best friend of mine and I say this to each other like I'll meet you in the boat but it's your responsibility to not swamp it don't swamp the boat like that's a Mm -hmm. lot from we're just wired so differently that like it might be a lot to ask one another to meet each other in the boat sometimes on any given topic, but we got to not, we have to not swamp it. And I think um, I'll use that illustration for a non-paid mentoring role. You cannot take, take, take in a non-paid mentoring role and expect them to have the energy to keep showing up. Now I encourage you to not be a taker, even in a paid role too, but there's just a layer built in to justify the amount of time spent for someone to invest in you, because ultimately we love this idea of mentorship, right? But someone cannot give away 12 hours of their day mentoring others without putting up a paywall at some point to justify the fact that it's now their job, you know? And so if I want Amber or Anne to continue to have the space in their day to block off their time to invest in me while they have plenty of other people also requesting that from them, plus a family, plus a partner, how, how would they be able to continue doing that with longevity to give me an hour, an hour and a half of their time here, an hour and a half of their time there without paying at some point. Now, even in paid formats, I still, like I said, don't encourage those listening to be a taker. I started out in a paid format with Amber, especially. I was in Anne's beta program. And I I reached out to each of them and said, what can I do for you? These are my sweet spots. I run an Instagram agency. Can I help you with Instagram? Like, that's what I'm good at. Let me give back to you. Now that naturally, because I was giving to them, allowed them to feel not totally depleted. And it made them want to invest more. Again, don't, right. I wouldn't suggest giving to get, but 
when you do approach a relationship, not only to receive, but to also give back, whether it's paid or unpaid, I think it, I think it goes a lot deeper, but I think that sweet spot of knowing when it's time to up level and pay for a mentor might be when it's just taking a lot of time from them because you want to honor their time and, and their willingness to invest in you. And especially at some point, if it's become their career, just honoring the space they've carved out in their day to give to other people might honoring that might be in the form of paying them. (laughs) Yeah. And also honoring might also look like showing up ready, you know, and I think that is something that, you know, people forget often too. It's like, if you're going to be having time with someone, I think I I really recognize this in podcasting. (laughs) That was like when it became like so clear to me, um, where people, some people were showing up and not ready. Like they just weren't Mm -hmm. ready. And, and I remember having this conversation with one of the girls who was giving me, um, like guests at a time. This was like one person in like all of the people that I've had that I just was no, I've had since then I've actually had more people that I've said no to, but after I've recorded, but (laughs) I've grown in that. But, um, this one particular person showed up and was not ready like was not prepared mentally even for the whole thing. And, and I felt like I had to pull out all of this stuff. And I was like, I'm having to do so much work for you and you're not ready for this. And finally, I actually stopped the conversation midway. And I said, I just need to tell you, if you want this to work and you want this to be something you're doing on people's podcasts, I'm just going to have to tell you straight out, like, this is, you're going to have to change some things. And then I had to get a hold of the people who had, you know, sent her to me. Yeah. And said, Hey, listen, that didn't go well. And I actually sent the file to, to them. They listened and they're like, Andrea, thank you so much for sending us this because what she said actually goes against everything she would want to put out there. And, and it it really showed me, it's like in all situations where we're valuing each other in community and, and having reciprocal moments with each other, whether it's on podcast format, whether it's in a coaching or mentoring format, coming and being open and available, but also ready and showing up ready is so important to the process of honoring people as, as much as is giving your money, (laughs) you know, like I 100% agree. And I love that you brought that up because I think that's going to be the game changer in what you receive as a mentee. And so I think, I, I think that's so important, whether you're showing up in a a peer format like y'all were in the podcast, but that is such a good lesson in showing up as a mentee. I actually had a conversation with a friend the other day about reading the room with a mentor. Sometimes, you know, every mentor is a unique human being with a different personality type too. And so you're going to have some mentors that want you to show up to the session with your three questions boiled down. And that is how their time will feel valuable and honored. If you go in a if you go down a bunny trail of random tangents, they might not enjoy investing in you for that session. (laughs) If that is how they're wired, if they're more of a direct, shoot me straight, give me the bottom lines type of 
type of person. And then another, I have, I have two mentors that I can very much go down bunny trails with and, and they don't, I'm still ready when I get there, but I'm reading the room that that's comfortable for them. So I think, you know, we, a friend of mine and I were talking about a person that I was like, I don't know if that person likes me. And she just said, Kelsey, she's just very direct. You just need to come to the table with your questions ready. I come in my 30 minute session and I have five questions and they're very specific, very direct. And I'm like, okay, that's it. That's the discrepancy. I haven't come with a linear format for that person. Mm, And I just need to read the room and and come how she would appreciate me coming to the table, prepare in the way where she would feel like I'm ready. So I love that you pointed that out. No, that's, it's so good because it's like, you know, learning, showing up with your investment, with your money, showing up in ready with your, with you being ready and showing up. And then also being intuitive, like, like knowing, okay, well, what, what is this, you know, what, what am I giving? What am I taking? How do I need to show up for this person? And I think that's really, that's a vulnerability piece, I think, with so many people, because like, even in a setting like this, like we're talking, it's like you, we have to quickly go, who is this person? And what are their expectations of me in this moment right now? And yet, you know, and so we're constantly doing this, like self check in of like, you know, how, how much can I ask or, you know, how much is too much or, you know, all of these things. And so I think that it's really important. And yet that's why maybe some people may discount themselves from saying, well, I just don't even want to do all that work. Totally. <laughs> totally. No. Whether in the role of a mentee or a mentor, people discount themselves all the time. But again, the best things in life came with like effort and intentionality and, and, and work essentially. And so I think the reward is worth the work you might put into it, whether it's the work as a mentee of being intuitive and measuring, does this person have this capacity for me or energy, or whether it's the work of the mentor to set your expectations, set your boundaries and know how you want someone to show up, know what you might have capacity for in any given season. I I know it can be easy to hear this message around mentorship and think, oh shoot, well, I need to be a mentor now and I should probably show up in someone's life every week. You might not have capacity in the season for that. And that is okay. Maybe it's once a month or once a quarter investment Mm -hmm. can go a long way as long as you know your boundaries and then you show up with excellence within the parameters of those. Mm -hmm. I once had a therapist tell me that she said, Andrea, she says, I'm not sure sometimes you need therapy as much as you just need someone to listen to you. And I realized you know, during that time that I have been listening to so many people, but I need to verbally process sometimes. And that's how my, how my thoughts come through. But I don't always have someone there just to like, listen to all of that, you know, like all of my stuff being unpacked. And so I realized I'm like, okay, I do also need, you know, just to have that sounding board. But you've, you frame this in such a great way to really see like, what, what we need and how we can show up in them and and that it really like you know in your book you talk about you know people who've mentored you in a spiritual capacity they've helped propel your business forward they've you know you talk about and this is the one person I I would love to just chat about because I think she 
was probably the person who stood out to me the most. Um, and then I want to ask you some rapid fire questions after that. Okay. But, um, Lindley, you talk about, am I saying her name right? Oh, Linnell. Linnell. Okay. I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was like who's <laughs> Lindley? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Who's I Lindley? was like, uh-oh, I have no <laughs> idea who Lindley is. <laughs> Linnell, I think in my mind, I'm seeing the letters. Well, it, it, I can actually, I actually, exa- I see exactly how you thought it was Linnell. <laughs> Linnell, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> Linnell, if you're listening to this. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> She's and I don't even know you and I already love you. So, <laughs> yeah. So she, your relationship with her was really, um, like, it really spoke volumes to me. And, and I don't want to give too much away because I want people to read but one of the things I think that really stood out to me was that it wasn't always easy for her. And um, and it was in a in a space in her life where she needed to to kind of put something more forward when it would have been really, really painful for her. Can you just talk a little bit about that? Man, I could tear up talking about Linnell because she invested so sacrificially in me. Um, you listeners can actually listen to that first chapter on my website for free. It's out there. It's on my podcast. Okay, how website. do they do that? How do they do so, that? So kelseychapman.com slash book or the Radiant Podcast. It is up. That okay. is the sneak peek of my book. And it's one of okay, my perfect. favorite chapters. <laughs> I read into that really well. <laughs> you did. Um it it's one of my favorite chapters um, and felt really emotional to write because Linnell was engaged to my dad. And so she was engaged to my dad before, you know, they went their separate ways. He met my mom, she met her husband, and then how inconvenient their daughters become best friends. <laughs> And instead of kind of quenching that connection between their daughters, especially on her part, because that relationship ended in pretty extreme heartbreak from what I understand, um, she could have totally not fostered that. I mean, I would not foster a friendship between my child and an ex who I lovingly call Voldemort child you know we can drop offs with that that family no thank you I wish them the best but I don't want to do sleepovers and chit chats at the mailbox nope 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 and so um she really graciously fostered that connection we lived four houses down again how inconvenient um but everyone was kind of moving in that into that neighborhood in that season of life in our town and we ended up a few houses down and had to swap kids all the time. And she fostered a connection. She really didn't have to. Um, and I, beyond that, she started investing in me when I was over there and she invested in me really my entire life. We were really close, um, throughout my kind of elementary school years. And then her daughter and I were at different schools for a while, lost touch. And then we're back in each other's life, pretty much middle school onward. And I dealt with a lot of fear in high school. I would walk down to the street to their house in the middle of the night. I mean, we did family vacations and then she left me through my really not glamorous seasons. You know, not only was I the the daughter of someone that was a pretty painful reminder of her past 
I also was not great to her daughter at times, you know, her, her daughter and I were on different pages of her faith journey of our faith journeys. And I was pretty not gracious and pretty overly zealous and unkind because I thought I was being what I needed to be, but I just had a misguided, really young, really passionate perspective of walking out my faith journey and really directed that as judgment towards her daughter. So not only did she love me when I was the reminder of a painful past, she loved me when I was causing pain and literally said something I'll never forget to me sitting in some chairs at her house of Kelsey, you were doing what you needed to do to save you. You you needed to take care of you. And without you grasping so tight and so zealously to kind of that faith, faith part of your life, that spiritual side of your life, I knew you'd level out. I knew you'd balance out, but I knew it was what was protecting you in that season, even if it was causing us pain. And like, oh my gosh, she was so much more gracious than I ever was to them. She's taught me so much about sacrificial love and I will forever be marked by how she modeled that for me because she loved me when it cost her something. Um, and she loved me without judgment. I can be so quick to tell people how to be better, you know, Mm -hmm. especially I think culture at large is so quick to cancel people, to tell people how to be better right now, to just, you know, make a statement of how someone should improve. Um, She modeled for me, just walking the road with me, letting the kink shake out along the way, intervening if necessary, but really just walking alongside me and figuring it out for myself, allowing me to figure it out for myself. She just walked with me through such formative years, even when it cost her something. And so it taught me a lot about how I show up for others. And I'm clearly forever impacted by it because I'm just rambling at this point. No, no, it's, (laughs) I loved it. Like it it really grabbed my, my attention and my pulled on my heartstrings. And I think really, you, you know, your whole book, Kelsey is just interwoven with like such beautiful lessons for people. And I, and I think that if you are listening to this and you're, you're, feeling maybe even a little bit a heart broken from relationships or lack thereof or something's not gone well in your life, whether it's personally, whether it's professionally, spiritually, like you have so many beautiful lessons that are just woven through the book that I think will help just bring healing in speak into those because like as I read through and I was like oh my gosh she's touching on this too like I was like wow and and Kelsey really saw in in the chapters like your story how there was not one area that was not touched by someone and how beautifully um your journey has been really woven through by amazing women and people and you talk about candidly about one that didn't go well as well which I want people to read like I think this book is really really going to be so impactful for people so make sure you do go to Kelsey's website to get the book um and of course I'll put the link in the show notes as well so you can easily access it from here but um before we go because I know you're going to go do some audio recording of your book today um but I do want to ask just some fun questions real rapid fire but what is the biggest lesson that you have been taught this year? 
Oh, man. I think, okay, I've got it. The biggest lesson I've been taught this year is that it's okay to sample. You know, for me, I look around, especially in this business space or, but this, this can apply to every part of life. And it feels like you have to know what you want right now or yesterday and have it all figured out. And I've learned that while that is advice in some formats that can be pretty beneficial, um, sometimes people just need to make a decision and know what they want. But, <laughs> but I'm the person who is okay at making a decision. What I needed to give myself permission is to sample, to try a hat on for a season and say, actually, that's not for me. To pursue a dream down a path for a while and realize, oh, living the dream is different than dreaming the dream and that's not what I want mm. and I think I used to think that made me look flaky or not zipped up or not like you know kind of aimless and I actually realized that's wise for me because by giving myself permission to sample I I don't you know dig my heels in and stay stuck in something that I don't ultimately want for the long haul so that's that's, I think, something I've heard on podcasts, really, that start, I started hearing it multiple times. You know, when you're supposed to learn a lesson and you start seeing it everywhere or people are talking about it in conversations or what have you, it's everywhere. I started hearing kind of the word sampling everywhere. And I realized that's what this is. You know, I, I just need to try something on to feel like is this for me before I make a decision? So that was uh, not a rapid answer. Uh, no, <laughs> but that's great advice is what it is. <laughs> Your favorite new activity this year? Oh, walking by far walk <laughs> four to eight miles a day. Okay, we'll have to take a walk in Nashville. <laughs> yes, we'll hit please some do. good coffee spots and walk. Yes. Um, the latest book you just read? I just finished Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And- oh, that's a good book. It's a good book and been really helpful for my mindset because I deal with a lot of fear. So it, it's really shifting my mindset quite a bit. Amazing. I'll have to send you some books then. Please that's my, do. That's my sweet spot. Fear. Um, not that I want to be in it. Send me all the it. courageous <laughs> material, Andrea. I will. Okay. <laughs> um, latest podcast binge. Like what have you just like, what podcast have you just been like, oh my gosh, I love that podcast. I love armchair expert and i love his new conspiracy theory series okay i haven't listened to it yet i love dax <laughs> he's one of my favorite interviewers and then i forgot bigger pockets is another one that i'm loving Ooh. it's a real estate podcast okay okay i'll look into that and what is the next brave step you need to take in your life I think the next brave step for me is putting myself out there more this year. This book launch has really caused me to do some identity work. You know, I realized through this launch that I have never had to put myself out there consistently because I could hide behind a podcast interview or, well, this training is for the client. It's not about me. I could hide behind a service-based business, but with the book launch, when I got tired, I could not just fizzle out and stop because it didn't just affect me. It, it's, you know, in tandem with a publisher, it affects them. And so I think this, this launch showed me that I can do it, that even when I get tired, I can continue showing up in the middle of a launch. But when I only have myself to answer to, 
I just gave myself permission to quit sometimes, unfortunately. And so I think this year is to apply the same lessons I learned during my book launch, where I have essentially a partner to my own launches where it's just me, but I think I'll have the courage to do it and to fully show up more than I ever have. And I think I'll see the results in my business because of that, that I've been looking for. It's beautiful. I want to thank you so much for hanging out with me today and for being a guest on the podcast. And uh, where can people find you other than even just your website? Kelsey or Kels Chapman on Instagram. That is where I hang out. That's where the party's at. And I would love for you to come join me over there, Andrea. Thank you for having me. What a treasure to have this conversation together. You are welcome anytime. Oh my goodness. I loved talking to Kelsey, like talking about relationships and people in your life who really have a deep impact and influence on you are just so life-giving. And to be able to recognize that there are other people who really want to do that for the people in their lives, like it goes both ways, right? It's not that you just get mentored, but you also become a mentor. And I know maybe you're in different spots in your own life right now where you're thinking to yourself, you know, like I desire a mentor, or you may be in a place in your life where you're like, I really do need to actually take what I've learned and help other people, whether that's through just being a casual mentor in someone's life, or that's like starting a business in mentorship in some way. One of the things that Kelsey said that really, really struck me was She said, I really encourage you to find community in the gaps you have in your life. And I love that because so often we're looking for this like well-rounded person that we just want to learn from, but oftentimes it's within the gaps. It's those places that we really need it, that we can find a mentor who that's their sweet spot. That's the thing they know about the most. That's the thing that they love, that they're passionate about, that they're like, they And we can learn so, so much from people in that space. So if that's you, take a look around at your inner circle. Take a look around at who are the people around you right now, or maybe who can they introduce you to. And I know for myself, like when I have looked for mentors in those spaces and paid for mentors, coaches in those spaces, it has radically shifted my life. And I've talked about it a lot. My coach, Kate, uh, my friend, Alex, who coached me through really telling my story, um, my podcast coach, Jeremy, like there have been so many people that have been able to mentor me and coach me in a paid capacity in specific areas, as well as those people I've walked alongside in life and have mentored me in an unpaid capacity. The best things in life, my friends, come when you are intentional about pursuing them. So I want to thank Kelsey for being on the Courage Cast. What a huge honor it was to have you, Kelsey, on the show. And also, friend, thank you for tuning in, for being with us today. I just have loved to, um, I've just loved spending time with you. Honestly, this is just my greatest honor. So make sure that you follow Kelsey on Instagram and you can access all of her courses on her website as well as her book. And you can also find that on the link in the show notes and make sure to connect with me on Instagram at at Andrea Crisp coach 
or at the.couragecast. And I would love to keep the conversation going. Until next time, remember, you have everything you need to live bravely. If you like this episode of The Courage Cast, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a rating and review, and while you're there, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Original music and production by Stephen Crilly.